0: Well, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Welcome to the ExaCoach Radio Show. We have a great lineup for you today. Uh, We have five guests over the next two hours, so we're glad you're here with us, and we're going to get right into it. Our first guest is Scott Hunter, and he's joining us from a firm called Unshackled Leadership, and uh, he's the president of that firm in San Juan Capistrano. Let me tell you about what Scott does. He's in the business of making things better at work. And he's going to talk about the mindset of success. So I want you to listen carefully, grab a pencil uh, or a pen and a pad of paper and take some notes. And Scott, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. Delighted to be here.
0: Happy to have you, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Um, before we get into the, uh, the business of uh, making things better at work, uh, we always like to give our guests a sense of who they're listening to, or our listeners, rather. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: Well, my background is interesting. I was—I uh, have a degree in engineering. I worked in the patent office in Washington D.C. for four years. Went to law school at night. Came out to California to practice intellectual property law, which I did for eighteen years, having all of the skills one would need to be successful in that endeavor. The only problem was I didn't have any life skills. I wasn't—I I, just—I couldn't keep a secretary. I didn't know how to build relationships. I didn't know anything about business. So. Back in the early, actually in the late 70s, uh, out of frustration, I started looking to see what I could find out about life and how you could be successful, and that led me to a lot of different things. I ultimately retired to pursue that investigation uh, um, full-time, and I started a coaching company, and so for the last 30 years, I've been, like I said, a full-time student trying to learn everything I could learn about Life and how it works, and business and how I can help my clients be as successful as they would like to be.
0: That's a pretty radical change from a real technical to more to more the uh, the relationship side of things, Scott. Um, what was it that drove you to say, "Okay, look i I really uh, I really want to make a change here"? What What was the catalyst?
1: Well, the actual catalyst was uh, eleven years into my law practice, my wife uh, decided to get a divorce, and we separated. And there I was. I mean, I was—I weighed two hundred thirteen pounds. I—I was a struggling soluticianer. I couldn't keep a secretary. I didn't have very quality relationships. I mean, my life, frankly, was a mess. And and I—you I, could say I just hit the wall, and and I I had to bounce off, and so. Uh, I just woke up one day and said, I've got to figure out how this game of life works. And that was the catalyst.
0: Well, wow. that's a big change. So what were some of the first things that you did?
1: Well, I started to take classes. I I went, you know, the, the kind of the conventional route. I, I took adult education classes in college. Uh, I, that's kind of what I remember. Mostly uh, I went to your speaker's. But, you know, there's an old expression that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And, and one after another, the teachers show up. I was at a party, and someone would tell me about this person. I'd go listen to them speak, and I like what they had to say. And they were doing seminars and workshops and programs, and I would jump in and sign up. And and it was uh, it was just, you know, one thing after another. <clears throat> the light bulbs just went on, on and on, and I was in a workshop about what you do with your life, and, and I just surprised the heck out of me. I stood up and announced my retirement and said, I have got. I want to learn full-time, and I've got to figure out a way to make a living doing it. So uh, it was all very interesting. I mean, the teachers that have mm-hmm. shown up in my life, every time I needed the next teacher, they showed up. It's been really rather remarkable.
0: That's amazing. You know, and a lot of our listeners, Scott, are age 50-plus business owners, and they've been doing what they do for a long time, and a lot of them are in that position where they're saying, I know how to do what I've what I've been doing now, but I don't want to retire. I want to rewire my life a little bit. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did is just to say there's another path. And, and once you opened up your mind to it, it sounds like it just started pulling you forward.
1: Yeah. And uh, one of the ways that people can do that is just to start asking empowering questions. You know, like I was in a program recently where they said the quality. In fact, I'm reading a Tony Robbins book, and he also says the power of your of your life is a function of the power of the questions you ask. So, you know, you can start asking questions like, how can I become even more aware of the unlimited opportunities available to me right now? You wake up every morning and start asking a question like that. How can I become even more aware of unlimited opportunities that are available to me right now And you'd be surprised, you know, like I said, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear and you'll start the, you know, opportunities will start showing up that you would not otherwise uh, know were there.
0: So uh, opening that up to uh, the powers that be. So, Scott, there's a lot of discussion these days and and a lot of um, statistics about the fact that so many people are unhappy at work. Uh, Why is that? Why do you think so many people are unhappy, especially at work?
1: Well, number one, people are unhappy. I mean, if you look at our world, it's the United States especially, I've I've heard that a third of the country is on antidepressants, that there are more drugs and antidepressants sold in the United States of America than the rest of the world combined. There's a whole bunch of reasons for that. But the biggest reason is we, for some reason or another, I'm not going to get into all the details about it, but people think that how you get to be happy is to have your life be the way you want it to be. The problem is your life will never be the way you want it to be. You know, it's a journey, not a destination. And so so people are constantly looking at other people, the things that other people have, and uh, they don't see that they have that and so they're unhappy. And so, number one, people are unhappy. Number two, then they go to work and they want to get some fulfillment and and, and excitement and they want to feel some connectedness. But uh, this is something I said at dinner last night, and that is, You know, if you want to be a doctor, you learn how to be a doctor. If you want to be an engineer, you learn how to be an engineer. But if you start a business, there's an art and a science to running a business. And the vast majority of people that run companies have no clue how to run a company successfully, how to empower people, how to build a sense of team. And so people are already unhappy. They go to work hoping that they're going to find something they don't. And it just makes things even worse
0: okay, so number one you said is kind of this comparability kind of mindset where you 're always comparing yourself to something else, and you 're not happy because you 're not where someone else or something else is so you 're always unhappily trying to get there and Number two, you go to work and most business owners don 't really train don 't really delve or delve into self training there 's so many books out there about running a business. There's some great books like E-Myth and others like that, that that really tell a business owner about the science of running a business, but most business owners don't engage. Is that, is that what's happening?
1: Yeah, a- absolutely true. You know, it's interesting. I spoke, at a, I spoke at a convention recently, and some woman speak, and she said, boy, our company could really use you. I'm going to go talk to the boss, And because you know he was not a very empowering leader, and so she called me up a week later, and she says, I, I spoke to the boss. I got completely shut down. And what he said was, look, this is the way my grandfather did it. This is the way my dad did it. This is the way I do it. If you don't like it, you can leave. And unfortunately, as ridiculous as that sounds, that's the prevalent attitude. You know, you don't like it. You should be thankful you have a job. That's no attitude to run a company.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I, uh, sat through one of your talks. very, very interesting. By the way, Listeners, if you're looking for a, a very talented speaker, very interesting speaker, uh, get in touch with Scott. We'll give you contact information later. But one of the things that you stressed is that how we listen is a key to our success as a leader. And, and tell our listeners a little bit about that because it's, it's very interesting.
1: Well, here's what I've discovered about people. What people want more than anything else is to be acknowledged, appreciated. Heard and known. That's why we seek out relationships. We're very relationship creatures because we want to have the experience of being acknowledged, appreciated, heard, and known. But and the only way you can do that in any relationship, especially as a leader, is the way you listen. So if someone, if if an employee comes to a company and the boss is so busy doing his own thing that he has no time to pay attention to his employees and to listen to them, then that's just going to make them feel even worse than they do. That's why listening, how you listen as a leader is so key because as a leader, you want to give the person who's talking to you your undivided attention. You want to get over there in their world. You want to turn off your internal dialogue. You want to stop trying to figure out what they're going to say and what you're going to say next. You just want to kind of be there for them and get in their world and have them because if you do that, then they feel acknowledged and heard and appreciated and know. That's why uh, I stress that so much. The key to being effective as a leader is being a, an empowering listener.
0: And and you, boy, you pegged uh, at the, the speech I saw, <laughs> you pegged almost everybody in the room. At least you came up with the, the characteristics of listeners and just about everybody in the room raised their hand and said that's pretty much their style. You want to touch on that real quick?
1: Yeah, well, the reason why again people are not good listeners is because mostly people go through life with their attention on themselves and how they listen is uh get to the point, uh, what am I going to say next, agree, disagree, right wrong, win lose. They listen in a in a way which at its fundamental basis creates a separation between the two people. So if you're really the other person is speaking to you and you're catch your attention on yourself and you're waiting for them to shut up. You're waiting for them so that you could talk. You want, you want to talk about whether you look, whether you agree with them or you disagree or right or wrong or win. So all of those ways of listening, which is the way most people listen. Like you said, at the meeting I had everybody raise their hand and they agree that they listen in all of those ways. That's what makes people ineffective listeners. So the key to be an effective listener is to stop doing that, turn off that internal voice just get over there in the world of the other person. Give them your undivided attention. It makes all the difference in the world. And not only will it make you a great leader, but it'll dramatically improve your relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your friends. It'll make all the difference in the world.
0: Uh, and it really is. It's enlightening. It's covered It's covered in your book, which we'll get to in a few minutes. It really is uh a great read to kind of self-assess, you know, what mode am I in and how can I correct that so I can be a better leader? Now, one of the other things you talked about at the, the meeting that I saw, Scott, was the self-talk that we all have. And, uh, the you know, we all have it. We all do it. Um, acknowledging it and understanding where it's coming from and kind of redirecting that self-talk is one of the keys to happiness. Can you share a few minutes on that?
1: Well, that's a very big subject. Uh, The the simplest way to just talk about it is that human beings are like a computer. And our computer has hardware. it's It's got a memory. It's got a processor. It's got software. And it'll do all kinds of wonderful things. Well, human beings are kind of like that, too. Your body is your hardware. And then you've got memory and a processor. But what's unique about a human being is that we only have two internal voices, only two internal voices. One is the voice of your higher consciousness which is the voice that you arrive here with. It's the voice of joy and love. You just look at little kids. All they want to do is play and have fun. They come programmed to just be terrific and wonderful and play and have fun. But then this other voice starts to take over, which is commonly called the voice of the ego. And the ego is just the opposite. It's the polar opposite of that other voice. You could say one of them is the voice of love and the other one is the voice of fear. And that voice of fear and worry and concern is what's playing all the time in the background. And that's the voice that most people listen to. And that's what gets us in trouble. So, uh, you know, if there is a key to life, and there is, it's to learn to turn down the voice of your ego, that, all that self-chatter, and turn up the voice of your higher consciousness. You could say, you know, to stop getting out of the world of fear and worry and into the, into the world of, of excitement and enthusiasm. That's why the subtitle of my book, is building business based upon faith, trust, possibility, and abundance, because that's the other voice, about having faith and trusting and coming from possibility and abundance makes all the difference in the world.
0: Yeah, again, uh, for for our listeners, it really was a fascinating topic. It really clarified a lot of things uh, for the group that I was with. And um, so, Scott, what – what, are, what else can people do at work to create a happy work environment? What are some of the tips you can give our listeners?
1: Well, my definition of a successful organization is a group of enthusiastic, optimistic, appreciative, and happy people, listen to this carefully, working together on behalf of a future they've all committed themselves to. And hardly that's hardly ever present in an organization. One of the reasons is that the management, the ownership, doesn't take the time to clearly articulate a vision for the future that everybody could be excited about working together to fulfill. Maybe they have a one-year set of goals, or maybe a five-year strategic plan. But very few companies have a vision. And if you look at the companies that have grown dramatically, you know the 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 Facebooks and the the uh, uh, Microsofts and the and the Apples and the companies like that it was all because they were driven by somebody who had a vision, something out in the future, some exciting vision that that they enrolled people in and, and uh you know and it's not something you're going to accomplish next year or 5 years or 10 years or even 50 years. It's a, it's something you're going to work on ongoingly and that's what creates excitement for people and and uh mostly they don't have it. So If you start working together as a team and if you have a vision that you're all working together, that's the key to having a successful company.
0: You know, that was such, that was so uh, profound. I'm going to try to repeat that, Scott, that you said that it's it's a group of employees working together on behalf of a future that they've all committed to, their vision. So that's so important because, you know, think of it, listeners, have your, have you, Created that vision that's simple enough for everybody to grasp onto it. Have you communicated it? Does everybody get it? Could you walk up to everybody in your company right now and ask them, "What's our vision?" And would they would they all say the same thing? Is that is that a, what we're talking about here, Scott?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's not something that you can answer in one sentence. I mean, if you look at the typical vision that we create for a company, mine. It's about a full page long Times New Roman 12 point type. Uh, it's my vision for the future of my company. It talks about what we're going to be doing, how many people, where we're going to be in the world, what our clients are going to be like, what our revenues are going to be, what our profitability is like, the difference that we're making in the world. It's a very detailed picture of what the company will be like someday. There's a whole chapter in my in the, towards the end of my book that takes people. To the process of, of of doing that,
0: that's great. I love that, and I, I love the simplicity of that, and uh, actually the uh, the clarity that you spoke with at at the group that I was at again, and and how um, it, it wasn't rocket science. It's stuff that we all should know. It's but it's stuff that we all need to hear again because in the clutter of everything that we listen to all day long, we forget sometimes that the simplicity of of the truth, of of listening, of being there for people. And it's really, really a grounding uh, talk that you give. So tell me about your, your book uh, and a little bit more about what's in it and how people can get it.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you about two things. Number one, my book is entitled Unshackled Leadership. That's the name of our company, Unshackled Leadership Company. Uh, that's uh, our website is Unshackled Leadership uh, Dot com, so people can go to the website and uh, click on the, the learn the store or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what the link is, but uh learning resources or store, and they can find access to our my book and I have some CDs, some audio programs on these subjects. But you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this. We're doing this interview now, Bill, because in uh, starting in January, I'm doing a nine-month coaching program called the Roadmap to Success. And it's going to be over nine months, I'm going to teach people who sign up for the program everything that I've learned over the last 30 years about how do you have a successful company. And uh, you can find that uh, a page. I'm not exactly sure why it, you wouldn't find a link on that, on our website to get to it, but it's UnshackleLeadership dot com forward slash two thousand fifteen hyphen roadmap hyphen t o hyphen success. So UnshackleLeadership dot com forward slash two thousand fifteen hyphen roadmap hyphen two hyphen success. And there's a page which describes this program. It's going to be really exciting, in which uh, we're going to talk about everything I've learned to have a successful life and a successful company.
0: Well, it sounds fascinating, and I, I wish you the best of luck with it. And again, uh, Scott, h- how would our listeners get in touch with you personally if they wanted to talk to you, maybe about having you speak at their group, or or just to talk with you one-on-one about their company and how they can have a a happier company?
1: Terrific. Uh, well, the, they could either email me, interestingly enough. My email is scott at com, so they could email me, or but if anybody wants to talk to me, that's what we're in the business of serving, they can call me anytime at 714-309-1099. I'd be happy to talk to anybody. I've always it's in my newsletter. I always offer people and in fact on my website you can sign up for an hour of free coaching. So, uh, either go to the website or call me or send me an email, any of those things work
0: that in itself is is a great offer scott uh, a f- one free hour where people can really sit down and talk with you because the, the again like i said before listeners the information scott brings is vitally important to how y- to your attitude and your and how your your employees feel about where they work and you know if you're uh, i met with somebody the other day they said i'm i'm a good guy but I'm a real you know what at the office. I'm just, uh, I'm stressed out. I expect everybody to get to the bottom line and get to the point right away. And I'm a real bear when it comes to that. And uh, I can guarantee you that one hour with Scott would, would make a, a change in that person's demeanor. Uh, so if you're thinking you're, you're, you need a little uh, tune up and it'll help your company, Great idea to call Scott Hunter and Scott. Um, if, if they check you out at UnshackledLeadership.com, they can get an hour uh, free session with you. Read your book. All great stuff. Thanks very much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And uh, again, I, I wish you continued success. And I want to want to have you back on and and dive deeper into some of these topics we started to discuss today because I think we're just touching scratching the surface on some of these.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm thrilled that you asked me to do it, Bill. I love what you're doing and I, uh, I'd i be happy to do this anytime you want to do it. Uh, take it up a notch.
0: Okay, we'll take it up a notch. Hey, have a happy holiday, Scott. Thanks very much for joining us. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back after this message. So please stay with us.